Migrants in Ireland. Welcome back to Migrants in Ireland and as promised last week I'm back with more interviews and this time we did an interview in a group um, in a different county with different people, four more asylum seekers who have come forward and who've been talking about their experiences and um, what they do to get by and what kind of work they've done and how they've been used. Have a listen. So he can lift his body I'm stressed and alone Break to the road So he do something about it Many years go by I said I don't know why I'm standing still Oh yeah Feels like a prison sentence But I didn't catch criminal cases Just wanted better places See a smile on my children's faces Oh Lord help me now Oh yeah So much to lose so much to gain, can't handle much more this pain. Losing my faith, I'm getting money, money. And we're here to talk about the right to work. And did you all hear about this new rule that's going to start from the 9th of February? Yes, I have. Mm-hmm. And what is what is your reaction to it? Well, I, I just don't go along with it. Um, because it doesn't work on, on my favour, you know. It's, it's as good as nothing. How do you mean? So how, why, why is it not in your favour? I've been in the system for long and uh, with the judge, with the ruling that says asylum seekers have the right to work, I was expecting that it would be something positive. Mm-hmm. After all these years I've been in the system, you know. Uh, but nothing positive is coming out of it so okay yeah anyone else have a reaction yeah um, <clears throat> I think it's it's more or less the same thing because it's almost like like being promised like someone promising you candy but never really materializing you know you know promise never coming to light because if you know from what I gather right they're not giving no one nothing. It's almost like saying, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, people have the right to work, but technically you don't have the right to do nothing. So it's as good as nothing. Okay. Anyone else? Do you have a reaction? Uh, <clears throat> from my own understanding, I think it's just mission impossible because uh, the list that was written down on the jobs that you have to work and the jobs that you don't have to work, it's like too much. And the money, the salary, it's impossible to find someone who can pay you 30000 And in those terms and conditions, there must be a reason why they hired you. Why didn't they hire the Irish person first? And mm-hmm. those steps are... It's a yeah. long way. You know, the saddest part about all this, even if you would be going for your job interview, being in the system for five years and not doing anything with no qualification or whatsoever, going to look for that particular job that you'll be earning 30000 per annum. I, just, I don't know. Um, yeah, I also wanted to add a few things that um, 
it is, I think, according to me, it has proven beyond reasonable doubt that the government is not, doesn't look like it's interested in helping us in any way. Um, I think they're just doing this thing just to get overdone with, just to say we've allowed them to work. But beyond closed doors, clearly you can see that they're not happy with us uh, um, getting access to employment. They don't want us to work. Clear, it's just clear, as simple as that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I can, what kind of a job that I'm going to get that's going to, um, I'm going to be able to have to pay 30,000 euros a year. That means it, it, it will have to be a professional job, you know. I'm not quite, here in Ireland, I'm new. My certificates that I have, they're not recognized. I'll have to go back to school and stuff. Okay. So get a 30,000 euros um, a year to get a that job is going to give me 30,000 euros a year. It's not easy. I'll have to be, it, it will have to be a professional job. I'll have to be qualified for something. Mm -hmm. And the, the places where they are, I want us to work, I mean, it, it's it's highly impossible that uh, you can get access to that kind of uh, employment. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? There's, yeah. a shortage, there's a shortages of health health uh, healthcare employees here and stuff, and uh, they, they just they just cut us out. They don't want us to have anything to do with us. You know what I'm saying? They even to, I appreciate the fact that they accept us to come into Ireland, but I'm taking it that they're pretending in front of the other people in the world that they are helping asylum seekers, but quite frankly, they are not. On the other hand, we are limited into education. They don't want us to go to go to school, to go to college. We are limited. You are only allowed to do maybe level three or four up to the that's the maximum level you can do. And then, if you want to go to level five or six, you have to pay for yourself. They don't. They're not allowed. You're not going to be in university. So you can see that the life that we are living here, it really sometimes we wish that you maybe would rather have stayed home and just be killed or anything like that, or committed suicide just to get over done with all your problems in this earth. What did you used to do? Uh, I used to work for a marketing company. I studied marketing too. Still, even if I, it's the same, I would have to prove myself. I would have to go back to school and get those qualifications that I did study for years. It will take me years to study again in Ireland. And another thing, where will the money to study come from? You know, especially if you don't have uh, connections. If you're living in a place where you're isolated to everyone, even if you try to integrate, it's very difficult to integrate in this type of hostel that I'm put in, you know. Yeah, so there's a lot of challenges that we face. Fine, working, yes, we do want to work, but we are limited. Okay. How long have you been here, if I It's four years now I've four been years. in the system, yeah, being a single mom, trying to go out there and do something for myself. I do want to, but I'm limited. I don't have transport money to go and integrate with people. There's nothing to do in this um, town that I'm in. You know, it's just very difficult. Mm -hmm. And you? Oh, I'm, I'm here about, yeah, I've been here for about 10 years. It's coming up to 10 years. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's more or less the same thing, you know, because the challenge is, you know, on one hand, you know, they, they speak of integration, but then they put so many, so many barriers in your, in your way. I mean, they speak of all qualifications, but you're not allowed to go to school, right? And it's breaking people. It's breaking people, and we've seen this through, through history and all of this. The end result is, is never good, you know? You take a bunch of people and you, you back them into a corner for, for long periods of time. People tend to snap and then 
who's to blame in that situation. Do you know what I mean? And how did you keep yourself going for such a long time? You get by, you learn to survive, you know, you, it's the same thing, you know, with, with life, you, you, you adopt to situations, you pick up, you know, you learn a few tricks, you, you pick up a few odd jobs, and, you know, you roll with the punches, yeah. that's what you do, because what's the alternative? You can't lay there and, you know, wait to die or whatever, you, you do the best you can with whatever you've got. Okay, and for you, how long have you been here? Uh, I've been here for about a year and I haven't gone for the interview and uh, it makes me wonder with the system being so slow I'm uh, kind of nervous because I can see that that means I'm also going to be here for long you know what I'm saying so you're waiting for the letter to arrive waiting for the first day of the interview you're not allowed to work and you're earning only 20 euros uh, a week I've got a family here I've got kids, my wife I fail to provide for them My sometimes my kids they ask for daddy can you Buy me a bike, a bicycle, or a, I mean, a tablet phone, just for 80 euros or 100 euros. It's gonna, it's highly impossible to budget that kind of money. I mean, for 100 euros, if you're not working, for me, order for me to please my child, you know what I'm saying? By buying him a bike or a toy or something like that. So, another thing we've seen, we've witnessed, we've seen families being destroyed because of these 20 euros. You know, women cheating, even men sometimes also, because they're desperate. They need something. You need to please your woman or you need to please your man. So you, you, you end up, you have to resort to making, you have to make a plan. You have to do something. You know what I'm saying? So. I say psychologically, it has an effect on you, you know. For the fact that somebody's cooking for you. For the fact that you can't buy the type of food that you want to give to your kids. I have a son. My son does not eat veggies because what the veggies they cook here, I don't know how to describe it. If I could have a job, even if it's a small paying job, I would be able to get something for my child that I know that I like. We get a school lunch. My son does not even touch the school lunch that they provide for us because I don't know if it's the mentality that they think that all kids are the same. Kids are not all the same. If I could get a job today and I'd be able to buy my son's school lunch, I would gladly, very happily to do so. But because of the limitations that are there, I can't do those things. I'm not in charge of my life. People say you have, you have food, you have shelter. You have, yes, I do have. Yes, I do appreciate the fact that I do have. But I would like to stand for myself. Imagine being in a, in a direct provision for four years. You can't work. You can't do anything. You are forced to do the same thing every day of your life. You take your kids to the playground to go and play. 30 minutes you get there, you realize that, oh, I have to go and collect food. You have to leave whatever that you're doing. Go back and collect food because there's no one there to collect your food, you know. Even if it's that we don't even eat that food. It goes in the bin. It's waste. Psychologically, it, it destroys you. Any ordinary healthy person will be destroyed. Do you want to say anything? I came here since 2016. Now we are in 2018. I'm still waiting for the interview dates. And it's killing you to sleep at night not knowing what's going to happen tomorrow. Are you still going to wait? Or, you know, And the difficulties of not getting that enough education and the food, the environment, it depresses you. It kills you. I feel empty, I feel lost, I feel like I'm paying the cost of our history, it's a mystery, tell me when will this ever stop?
Sebast. Have any of you worked in Ireland? Yeah, I have. I have worked. Yeah, there's a lady uh, I used to work for. I I was minding her kids, and she underpaid me. She took advantage of me, and I just left it because she knew that I'm in I'm in direct provision, and she can do whatever that she wants to do. You know, you get people calling you mails, especially saying to you, "Can you come and clean my house?" Immediately you get to their house, they'll tell you that, "Oh no." I didn't call you for you to come and clean my house. I'm calling you to have sex with you. I will pay you. I know your situation. I know where you come from. I know that you need this money. Like let's help each other, you know. It's it's being forced into prostitution because you know that you are in need. I have a kid back home. She needs money too. You know, I'm the single parent. I'm even now I'm still a single parent. I have to provide for my child. I can't. So it's been forced into prostitution. Yeah. It's not fair for any human being. It's degrading. It is. Yeah. Yeah, I I I I have to agree with with, with that because I mean I've done I've done lots of things. I've I've picked apples. I've I've worked on farms. I've I've picked turf. Um, What's really interesting, um, this is particular case where I worked at a car wash. Now, this is this is how perverse people get when they see someone in in desperate situation because the person that owned this car wash is African as well, you see, but because they in a different situation to myself, you know. This man would have, and there was a bunch of us at this car wash. This man would have, would have us at his car wash from nine till six, and we're talking about winter six days a week. And at the end of the week, he could comfortably, without batting an eyelid, he would give you fifty quid, hundred quid. Do you know what I mean? It's it, it, and it, it's so destroying because you're standing in that cold through the winter, and for someone to disrespect you. To that level and hand you a hundred quid. Now keep in mind you have your own responsibilities. We have kids, you know. You, you're trying to hold down maybe a relationship. I mean, it'd be nice to get a little bit of money and bring your girlfriend out for a meal, but you can't do that, mm-hmm. you know. And then, you know, the the other side of things is as much as you know, there's that forced into prostitution, and that it does not. It, it don't only happen with girls. It happens with men as well. Men are being coerced into situations because they're desperate, really desperate. Imagine a single man living in, you know, in direct provision, right? Number one, you get lonely. Anyone gets lonely, right? So your skin broke, no, no career prospects, right? And then incoming, because there's, there's, there's lots of ladies out there that don't, gladly offer you money for in exchange for sex do you know what I mean and because you need the money there you go do you know what I mean and as much as you never feel right if you go down that road you know because you always feel cheap because scooping to that level is it's demeaning it's it's so destroying it takes away everything yeah I've also worked in the farms and uh, that it was painstaking. I mean, working for that guy, I did a couple of, a couple of number of times, uh, with obviously uh, no benefits. I was expecting that, but the problem is being like being abused, working for 
from 9 to 6, sometimes 6.30, with no lunch, no tea, no tea time, no rest. You just have to eat on the job. When, when you, you bring your lunchbox, when you eat, you, you're just given maybe five, seven minutes, eat quickly, drink some water, get back to work. As soon as you're done and finish whatever is given you, 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 you also assigned to do something else. And then at the end of the day, when you get home, you'll be sick for a week or two because of the being abused. You know, it's, it's tough because those people, they know how desperate we are. So they're taking advantage of that. And can I ask how much were you paid about for a week? Uh, sometimes they pay 40 euros and the maximum I got was 50 euros. You, you won't have a choice, but sometimes you have to do, get that job in order for you to be able to do something for your, for your children. For Is your that kids. 40 euros for a day? Or for a for, day. For a day, for 40 10 or 50. hours? Or that's, yeah. Yeah. And imagine okay. I'm, I'm running close to 40 years now, and uh, if I have to stay in the, the provision for another couple of years, no school, no work, by the time I get my papers, who knows, maybe in three, four, five years, I don't even know, maybe even more, never know. By the time my life will be finished, I'll be 40-something years old. It's really, it's, 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 it's a torture what we're going through. It's a really torture. Yeah. Have you worked before? Yeah. Yes, I've uh, worked before in some other places, and uh, it was really difficult. Because uh, when they call you, they tell you that you'll be minding only, but when you get there, you have to do extra jobs, minding, cleaning, washing, doing laundry and everything, and uh, you agree on a certain amount of money, but when the day comes when she's supposed to pay you, they tell you that you didn't do this well, you didn't do that well, so I'm going to give you this amount of money. Maybe if you agree that uh, per week they'll give you 150, they'll tell you that I'll deduct that 50 euro because you didn't do well in... And is that for five days? Yes, for five days. So if you get 100, it's 20 euro a day? Yes, mm. 120 euro a day. And you mm. sometimes you find that maybe it will be far, whereby you have to take a bus, so it will cost again, you have to take money out of that money that should have paid you to, to use it for transport. And by the time you get home, it won't be enough. The other work I did was uh, cleaning the holiday homes. You clean a three-bedroom house. Uh, maybe you might three, clean four or three a day, and they give you 20 euros. So you're really being abused. That's basically yeah. it. And people and get away with it. It's it allowed. It seems to be a general thing. I yes. mean, everywhere you go, you hear these stories. With your qualifications and the type of work that you did back home. Okay. The only reason that made us to come to Ireland is the problems that we had. Yeah. You know. So why should we be forced into such situation? Why do you have to be treated like this? We didn't. A message to the government. Would you like to say something? Yes. Um, I'd like to say... Uh, the problem is that uh, they always think that people stay in direct provision are uh, not normal as in they are kind of uh, crazy or something. But uh, people stay in direct provision have a lot of skills. Like you find that some people are musicians, some people are politicians, others are teachers or lecturers. So once you mention the name direct provision, they always think otherwise. So that's the problem, again, that we always face in our daily lives. Yeah. I'd like to say to the government, um, all these stories that you have heard, these are just uh, some, some 
stories that you get from the people that are probably we're not making these stories this is true it is happening we live we live among ourselves here we know what is happening people they do work of course they do they are being abused and uh, this is all happening because the government clearly it has proven that it is they want it to happen it is they are promoting it just by now by just telling limiting us from what from access to work you know what i'm saying so already they've shown that they're not interested in allowing us to work so in other ways to me the government is promoting they allow they allow this abuse to happen so it's just a matter of time before a lot of big things they're going to happen you know going maybe more bad news i'm saying we, we, we are with different people from different cultures and we handle our problems differently so you never know what's going to happen in the future it's a high time they have to do something about it we're not making these stories it is happening it is happening we live in the direct provisions we talk we, some, of the, some of us, we are working. So it's just a matter of time before something happens. They just have to do something about it. Okay, thank you. But you know, why do I even start? It's, there's a lot to this, but what would be interesting if, if we took, as a social experiment, if we took a set of politicians or people from the government and brought them into direct provision for a month do you know what that's even pushing it for two weeks because there seems to be there seems to be a level of recklessness when it comes to people's lives it's it's almost like it it doesn't sink in the effect this you know this situation has on people but i think if a set of people stepped into direct provision then Maybe reality will see will sink in the hardships and the challenges because I, I highly doubt it if half of them people can survive two days in direct provision. Do you know what I mean? So, I mean, it's time it's time this stop because it's destroying so many people's lives. I mean, you look at kids coming into the system at 24, 23 and spending the next seven years that, that's taking away the best time of their life you know it's it's not fair it's not fair you know it's not fair on people and it, it should stop now because you can't expect one person to live in a way that you cannot leave yourself that's a double standard you know so yeah i mean i could we i can, I can talk for days because yeah. the this is really hurtful all i would like to say is that uh we just want to be given that chance to show them that we are capable of doing whatever we have, like in terms of skills and work. Like we don't want to depend on this 21 euro. We just want to work and pay tax and contribute to wherever we can, than just sitting at the hostel and doing nothing. We are here in Ireland and we are not going anywhere, and we have a lot to offer. We just need someone to give us a chance. I would like to wake up being the good mother to my kids and go to work, you know, and be a proud mom. I don't want to depend on anybody. Uh, finally, a couple of words. Um, the government must, pre as my sister she has said, we are not going anywhere. The government must prepare us to, so that we can live better with the community tomorrow. So by them allow, not helping us or by forcing us to sit in the direct provision and doing nothing, I mean sleep all day and not having access to education or work or something like that, 
it's going to destroy our tomorrow. I'm not going to be better, is it, I think, better resident tomorrow. If they give me a paper after a couple of years, what's going to happen? They're just going to, they're just going to release me into the community. And I've got no education, I've got no job, I've got no experience, I've got nothing. And I'm going to have to... Some people resort to crime, you know what I'm saying? Some people, psychologically, they won't be okay. I mean, you won't be normal, you won't be a good resident, you won't be a good neighbor to your neighbor. So you won't integrate properly, nicely, and comfortable. So they, they have to prepare us. And the only way to prepare us, they just have to allow us to, allow us to, to, to have access to education and to, to, to work, you know what I'm saying? For people like us who are already old, like close to 40, 50 something years, we want to work. You know what I'm saying? They can allow me to work in the construction company or in the healthcare or anything like that. It's okay. I'll, I'll be getting an experience. Tomorrow when they give me my paper, I can easily get a better job on the healthcare because I've got an experience already. I'll be a good resident and a good neighbor and I'll stay nice with the community. I won't be a problem. But if they don't do that, you don't know what's going to happen. They have to remember that. They have to plan ahead and prepare us. Thank you very much for listening. These were four more asylum seekers talking about their experiences and um, what they do to get by here while they are waiting. One of them was waiting; has already been waiting for 10 years. Can you imagine? So there is a protest this Thursday coming in uh, at the Doyle in Dublin at 1 p.m. So Thursday, 8th of February at 1 p.m. at the Doyle in Dublin. Do come if you can make it. Bring people. Um, if you know people who can't uh, pay for the bus or who don't know how to get there and you have a car, why don't you organize to pick them up? Um, it would be nice to see as many people as possible there. Okay, so I hope to see you this Thursday, the 8th of February, 1 p.m. at the Doll. Thank you. Bye-bye.